we're shifting to a energy-backed uh, Bitcoin standard, right? And Houston is the energy capital of the world, and it's only right that we power the next generation of money, right? Which is Bitcoin uh, with that power. From Rocks Exploration, our family-owned small business, this is Rocks Energy, a show about the oil and gas industry as we live it and breathe it each day. I'm Adam Oxen. Let's get on with the show. All right, Mario Gutierrez, welcome to the Rocks Energy Podcast. Thanks for being on. Hey, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, excited, excited to do this. I'm glad, glad we could get you on here and uh, do this. So real quick for everyone listening to the show, give everyone kind of a quick background on, on, on yourself and, and what you do. Yeah, for sure. I'm based out of Houston, Texas, but originally uh, from Bogota, Colombia. I was born there. Uh, third generation oil patch. Uh, parents were in the oil, are in the oil industry. Uh, that's why we ended up in Houston, right? All the roads lead to Houston. Uh, moved to the States in the early 2000s. Uh, did the whole uh, big uh, Texas high school experience here. And um, that was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we used to, you know, all our vacations were uh, national parks focused. So geology was always entrenched in kind of my mindset, right? 3D problem solving, right? And uh, through time, right? That's what they teach you. And um, so I went to Ohio State uh, for undergrad, mostly because my parents couldn't find it on a map. It's really, really strategic for, for freedom <laughs> at the age of 18. And, um, you know, found my way to studying petroleum geology and geophysics. Uh, found it very interesting. I uh, would consider myself more of a stratigrapher by background. Uh, got myself, in, you know, it was during the shale boom during in, in the Appalachian Basin. So got to learn a lot about kind of what unconventionals were in that specific part of the world. Um, it led me back there in, in Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining a little bit later, and then um, kind of made my way back to Texas, um, went to UT Austin for graduate school, and then found myself working for big oil at ExxonMobil, uh, working on really exciting subsurface problems um, in, the, in the Guyana basins, international basins, but also onshore, right? And that's where I saw kind of, you know, looking at the Permian, going out to Carlsbad there. Uh, looking at the Williston Basin, a lot of kind of the midcon as well, um, you, you start you saw you know saw okay flaring is a problem right and so internally this is public now but internally we were evaluating Crusoe's pilot out in the Williston Basin and that's where kind of things started to click of like oh energy mining I already kind of gotten some exposure to Bitcoin but obviously not to the level right now and that kind of then led me down the path of kind of exploring that when the Rona hit. And an uh, Exxon restructured, uh, kind of pivoted and went to kind of Bitcoin mining, uh, started Vibe Energy Systems with a partner of mine, which um, Andrew Birchwell, who's based out of the Appalachian Basin. And uh, we really established kind of like a geologist exploration um, overlay of different elements, right? Of like, where, where could we solve this energy problem? And so we got kind of our start there in the Appalachian Basin. We can dive a little bit into that. Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then now I'm at Unchained here in Houston, and I'm really passionate about energy and Bitcoin and the intersection and how I think uh, oil and gas can really thrive uh, by kind of integrating Bitcoin into the business. So, yeah, I'm super happy to, to see you again, brother, and I chop it up. Yeah, dude, you just like covered like, that was like a really succinct, but also like, there's so many things in there. I'm like, 
don't want to interrupt Mario, but like, we got to talk this, we got to talk this, we got to talk yeah, this. No, I so appreciate no, you, brother, for the sake of, uh, for my sake, please interrupt me so I can breathe and keep my <laughs> body actually working because I tend to just go really long-winded. But, uh, we don't want you to go yeah, comatose here. We don't yeah, want you to, to pass <laughs> out on the show. No, yeah. so hey, all, re- all, all roads lead to Houston. I mean, I've, I've heard this of of what, uh, if, uh, if Rome was today, it'd be New York city. So all roads would lead you to New York city, but no, Mario says Houston. Have I, right. have I missed, you know, maybe, maybe under the Fiat standard, all roads led to wall street. Right. But you know, we're, we're shifting to a energy backed, uh, Bitcoin standard. Right. And Houston is the energy capital of the world. And it's only right that we power the next generation of money, right. Which is Bitcoin. Uh, with that power and so while i10 is still a little bit painful to get on right or 45 in your case if you're driving down from from okc right you know um you know it's uh it's uh, it's a good place to be in the space right now yeah that's awesome love that hey so let's talk a little bit about um i didn't make it out to bitcoin 2022 i know you did uh you guys were real busy out there representing so give us a little overview overview what was it like i mean it looked like it was huge Looked yeah. like uh, there was yeah. lots to do, lots to see. I know there was a mining stage, yeah. multiple stages. Uh, tell us, give us some highlights. Man, it's uh, it was an amazing event. Uh, shout out to the Bitcoin Magazine organization who put it on. Um, you know, they did a good job last year, but they definitely kind of raised it to a new level this year. It was held at the Miami Beach Convention Center in South Beach. And um, it kind of covered everything that you would want to cover in the world of Bitcoin, right? Because people get into Bitcoin from different aspects and whether you're a newbie and you just learned about it that morning or you're an OG and have been an early adopter for 10 years, there was something for everyone. So the mining stage was a main attraction, of course, and you had all the large public companies and some of the private miners, a lot of the new technologies being unveiled. And so that's also, you know, that was a lot of fun, but, um, you know, kind of what also interested me kind of already having exposure to the mining side was all the tech stack that's being developed, the open source stage, right? Of course, uh, you have kind of your pop culture icons coming in, talking about how, what Bitcoin means to them. So I would say it's kind of like half serious, you know, technology and business conference, and then half kind of like festival and hangout session, right? And, And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Miami's uh, so you get some you know, work and play in there is what you're saying you get exactly you get, exactly the early yeah. mornings late nights but a lot of fun in Bitcoin very similar to Nate I would say in, the, right. in, that, in that essence for sure uh, except yep. you know the, the beach is a little bit a little bit more you know a little bit more more attractive but um, yeah, a lot of fun for, for sure. sure awesome so so uh, let's let's um, I love that overview I really uh, really wanted to be there but just didn't have it in the schedule, didn't make it happen, but hopefully, uh, hopefully next year. But so let's contrast that with like empower, um, mm. right. That happened, uh, what that was the week before. Right. Right. Um, which was obviously more focused towards like mining combined with oil and gas and the energy space. Um, which I think is, is great. Like we've needed that. That was a great event. I enjoyed the time down there. Give us a little, uh, compare and contrast and maybe some of the highlights from, yeah, power. definitely. So while I would say Bitcoin Miami was very like high level and very celebratory, um, I think Empower, I would say, was a little bit more focused and a little bit kind of high signal if you were really interested in the intersection of energy and Bitcoin. And as you know, we were there, you had, um, you know, it was, I think, very educational for the traditional oil and gas stakeholder to come and learn, right? Where 
you know, if you were in Bitcoin for two, three years, you'd been collecting this data, you know, through the Reddit and podcast and Bitcoin, Twitter and meetups. Um, this was a great opportunity to see, you know, people who have been in the space for three, four years, pioneers like Steve Barber, for example, and then, you know, some of the manufacturers who are creating the infrastructure solutions for this space along with even some of the public company CEOs. And it was really, really rewarding to see some of, you know, very, very intelligent and, and experienced oil and gas, um, you know, professionals start to see the gears turn, right? And to see, wow, how can this really help me optimize my oil asset? How can this help me navigate certain regulatory uh, and, you know, uh, conditions with, uh, you know, flare mitigation? How can this help me uh, create a more resilient business model that can, uh, you know, open me up to a new capital base, right? And that was really um, the experience. And shout out to Digital Wildcatters. They put on a great event, right? First time we got a little mini hurricane the first morning, right? Um, but it was a great event, um, very casual, right? I would say kind of not a very suit and tie event. So I would invite everybody who kind of hears about, heard about it to come next year. I'll be, uh, I think, an even a better time. And if you're really interested about the intersection, in the space, um, man, it was a uh, very rewarding and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool how it brought, like you said, a lot of guys like together who are both new, like interested in the space, but also some that have been in it for. I mean, we're we're very relatively new to the space, um, maybe a little bit further in than some, but like, yeah, guys that have been doing it for for uh, a long time now. So you got that, that whole range. But I loved the 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 laser focus on like how does this complement um and fit within like you said like um being another revenue stream in the oil and gas um production side of things but also just just overall i mean you got everything from like philosophically right like what is bitcoin to uh down to the okay how does this work practically in the real world how do we connect you know this up so yeah yeah um so let's jump from there like we kind of touched on it uh um like with Empower, with Bitcoin and the oil and gas industry, but let's back up, like you said, to your your time where you kind of got, where was that spark um, you mentioned in your, um, uh, earlier in your career, looking at it internally, w was that the spark uh, for, for my, you with Bitcoin? At least, yeah. For, okay. for, me, for Bitcoin, I kind of learned about it in 2016 when I was in graduate school and it was just something I was like, oh man, I got internship money. Where do I put this, right? You know, this seems really <laughs> exciting, you know, and right. you have Bitcoin and all the other coins and you're just trying to understand. And, you know, I wasn't really there with uh, my development at the time, but, you know, that was kind of like my entry point in. And, um, and then once, you know, kind of, let's say next wave of crypto adoption came around, um, I was sitting at ExxonMobil and it was really like the flare mitigation, right? And then that's when things started to pop. And then, of course, once I left ExxonMobil, I was like, wow, you know, the majors have a lot of, pro you know, have this problem. But I bet this problem probably means a lot more to smaller operators who have to be a little bit more intentional with how they kind of make their decisions um, from the day to day. And, and that's really what got me into kind of the intersection. And as uh, we started kind of going through the exercises and trying to get projects up and running and, and kind of test the waters, right, to get a temperature check here in Houston, uh, we noticed that. You know, there was a big gap in between, um, you know, this being a global energy market that supports a monetary network, right? And magic money, right? And, um, you know, part of it was uh, an age or cultural, you know, gap, 
right? Part of it was uh, an information gap. Just the resources weren't out there. Podcasts like these didn't exist to like help bridge that gap. And then part of it was just there wasn't enough people doing it in the space, right? Um, and so kind of what something that we are really passionate about and can I also do that on chain, really helping people understand Bitcoin, but then also understand not just Bitcoin, the asset or the money, but Bitcoin, the energy market, right? And you can go to a traditional stakeholder, uh, small mom and pop, whether it's in Southeast Ohio or, you know, you know, in the Gulf Coast of Texas or wherever it may be and tell them, hey, you know, I'm sure you have all these problems, whether it's an oil asset that has flare mitigation, whether it's tier two or three acreage you'd like to drill, but the midstream isn't going to give you as variable conditions, or maybe you have some PNA liabilities, right? That maybe you could kind of, you know, deal with that. You know, how can we solve this, right? And what happened if I could present you an energy market that could meet you at the wellhead? Right. And so at no point in time that I say blockchain or that I say peer to peer network or, you know, all kind of the more technical terms, it's very much more as Bitcoin as an energy market. And that's where we started to kind of see people's interest kind of evolve a little bit. And and that's where we've had a lot of fun kind of being here in Houston and, and kind of seeing how the, the sector's grown. Hey, it's Adam here. I wanted to tell you more about Rocks Exploration. At Rocks, we drill, complete, and operate oil and gas wells right here in Oklahoma. What does that mean? That means we make money through the drill bit by drilling for and producing oil and gas. But we also make money for our working interest partners. What's a working interest partner? That's an individual or small business that invests in an oil and gas well. It's not unlike a real estate investment. You see, drilling a well is extremely costly from geology to land to legal to drilling and completion and production. It takes a lot of time, resources, and people. Rocks takes care of all of that, and our working interest partners align with us to take advantage of our expertise and experience. Each drilling project brings together tax write-offs and potentially high ROIs. So if you're interested in learning more about Rocks exploration and our drilling projects, head to rocks.energy. That's www.rox.energy to find out more. Yeah, so so you're saying you got really started in that with Vibe with your partner uh, Andy, yeah. right? Um, Andrew, what did that, Andrew, yeah. Andrew, Andrew, what did that look like? Uh, did you guys um, start consulting with producers? Did you guys right. start building out your own mind? Like, what's give us some of that kind of like. Uh, like you said, we were kind of first moving there. Like right. a lot of people so weren't you, doing you, it. So what did that look like? Yeah. You know, you want to go somewhere, but you know, it's kind of, uh, this maybe is a little dorky analogy. It's, um, kind of like age of empires when you're exploring the map, right. If you ever played that game, right. So like you need to map out the map and know what you know and what you don't know. And at first it was very much consulting, right. With the operators, like helping them understand what Bitcoin was, what the mining pools were, like what was actually happening when they were, you know, what was the revenue stream actually being produced from. And then on the flip side with the Bitcoin miners, helping them navigate what the oil and gas industry was. So very much getting our feet wet from that point of view. And then since then, we've been able to develop um, internally owned um, or working participation in Bitcoin mines, right? So that's been very fruitful um, and a lot of fun. And it's been a kind of a flywheel with what I do at Unchained as well, which we can talk in a bit because operators need treasury management, right? Um, and then of course, uh, more um, operator becoming Bitcoiners as well, right? So it's it's vice versa. And I think, you know, hopefully we'd love to get you down to the Houston Bitcoin meetup here because it's a huge kind of just um, monthly festival, um, you know, kind of 
you know, networking and, and celebration of the energy industry within the Bitcoin lens, right? And it's a, it's a lot of fun there. Yeah, no, I've, I've really wanted to get down and make it to one of them. I mean, we've talked about that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Making well, it down to meet up. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen for sure. Yeah, so, for sure. so, so Vibe, you, you really got in. When, when did you come on with Unchained? Where did that, uh, your yeah. journey from Exxon to Vibe and starting this, looking, you know, working with producers and, and getting into the Bitcoin mining. When did the, when did you step in? Like from, when did it go from Exxon to Unchained to, I mean, sorry, Exxon to Vibe to Unchained? What did right. that look like? So we, we started Vibe around a year, about a year ago, a year and some change ago, just really exploring the space at a high level, trying to understand, Hey, where is this going? Um, understanding the market. And then with that, we wanted to see, well, how can we help operators really understand this? It's like, all right, well, we need to really get our Bitcoin chops up. And in that story, we went to Bitcoin Miami last year, and I met the Unchained team uh, with the spirit of, oh, a lot of the people on my end of my kind of what I'm doing right now need treasury management solutions. The, the one pinch point is the CFO doesn't want to be holding the software wallet where all the Bitcoin's being mined to that doesn't, uh, you know, fit in with the financial controls of, you know, their, you know, their board or, you know, their, their capital partners. So, you know, is there a solution? And with that, Unchained was also looking to grow, kind of have a more physical presence in Houston, recognizing that while Austin is kind of the tech stack capital of the Bitcoin world, we are the energy capital of the Bitcoin world. And so it's been a lot of fun uh, working with the Unchained team, uh, learning a whole bunch of new things. So maybe I'm not looking at core or looking at some DHIs or, you know, some uh, seismic anymore, but definitely having a lot of fun, um, you know, kind of bridging the gap between Bitcoin and the energy sector here. And it's, uh, it's been a, a great, you know, year and some change. That's awesome. That's great. That's really cool. Now you, the, the Unchained team has been really cool, you know, uh, you know, meeting you, Mario, getting to know you. Um, and then also, I mean, my personal experience, uh, similar, like 17 got into Bitcoin trading it and not really understanding it like as, um, you know, a, a, as a digital asset, as a digital gold, as, you know, and really kind of, um, you know, kind of rolled that, played that, what, what I think you call that kind of next, uh, adoption level of, of, of people getting into crypto. And then really I heard, um, Parker Lewis at Unchained on a couple of different podcasts, really talking about, um, you know, the problems, uh, that Bitcoin solves, um, as far as, as money and, and divisibility and transferability and scalability and all of those things. Right. And I was like, oh, like this has gone from like interest to like kind of the, the philosophy and the backbone. And really, so Unchained has been really interesting and just knowing about you guys from kind of that perspective, like doing these things like these podcasts and getting out there and talking about it and helping people understand what it is. And then also what's great is it's not just entertainment. It's actual, like you guys are building these services, this company to help solve these problems, which is, which is amazing. So really cool to see kind of that, that evolution. Like I'm thinking back years ago, hearing those things to the point where, you know, having these kinds of discussions and seeing what you guys are doing is really awesome. So you mentioned when we got on here and started recording, you had a buzz going on in the background and you were like, Hey, do you hear that? What, 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 what do I need yeah, to turn it yeah. off? And got a, what is got that? What was that buzz for our listeners? Yeah, What's a, going on? What you call uh, a home miner, right? I have a few S nines in uh, my guest room right now, which keep the second level or, you know, the second floor of my house 
quite warm uh, or kept it quite warm this uh, the, this winter, you know, and uh, my wife is amazing, has been very patient with me. We ordered a black box from Steve Barber. So, you know, the, the, the silence, you know, is coming soon, um, but really much it's coming soon. But, uh, you know, um, you know, love mining on, you know, out in the oil patch, but, you know, I had to definitely have some miners at home. You know, they're a little bit loud, but it's a great way to uh, monetize the electricity, right? Or maybe help pay for your electric bill and get some some KYC uh, free sats as well on the side. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So when's that supposed to show up? When's the black box? What's uh, like around six weeks? You know, it takes a little bit of time to to get, kind of get it down here, but uh, but yeah, that bought it at the you know the barber. Um, Barber and um, and crew kind of brought a few black boxes down to Empower, right? And then um, they actually had miners running at Miami and you were able to like open and close the box. And that was like a, a game changer for me. So it'll come in a few weeks and uh, we'll put a couple uh, couple miners in there and uh, they'll put it outside. Yeah, I outside. should say back up for anyone who hasn't seen a black box, what that is, explain. Yeah, like, yeah. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the ones in person. I've seen them, you know, on their social feeds and whatnot, yeah. but explain, explain to our listeners. Yeah, definitely. I would say it's kind of like a three and a half foot tall box uh, by like maybe three foot by three foot. And um, it's really a black box, but what it is is uh, kind of a you know an, an enclosure of where you put the miners, right? And the miners, for people who may not know, are the computers that only work on solving the problem to v- validate transactions and solve the block, right? In Bitcoin, and that's kind of how Bitcoin works in the network. And we can dive on that, you know, in, um, with more depth at a different time. But at a high level, it converts electricity into um hash or hash um you know hash power which then is um a, you know kind of your commodity that you trade for or you sell to the bitcoin market right so you know these miners have different levels of efficiencies right and consume level difference uh, levels of power but what they all have in common is that they all require electricity and a lot of air and they're really loud Right. So they, you know, the air goes in through one part of the miner, it, you know, it's, it's computing away and then hot air comes out on the other end. So you're seeing a lot of really cool innovation at the home scale where, you know, in addition to getting some sats, um, you're seeing, you know, how can I, you know, take advantage of this hot air? And just you know, particularly if you're up in the North and the, you know, Canada and the Northern United States, how can you can like really distribute it into your house or warm up the pool? Or so you're seeing a lot of cool stuff on the home mining scene. And so, you know, I was able to convince the wife to get a couple and, uh, and, and that's the now, focus you know, of the black box is for home mining, correct? Exactly. For home mining. So what the black box does, excuse me to kind of come back to it is, it really dampers down the sound and helps direct the airflow. So you can have it in a more, let's say, efficient manner. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, so let's kind of, as, as we kind of wrap up the conversation, like let's go back to that, the unchained, like getting into like, um, let's say you, you, you've got a, a client that wants to mine Bitcoin and they get set up and they're mining and they're stacking sats and starting to accrue, um, mm-hmm. levels of Bitcoin break down kind of the treasury service side of it, like the problems and like some of the solutions, how on chain, I mean, you mentioned that kind of in a quick kind of overview, but like break that down a little bit more for, for our listeners, what that would look like, um, for them. 
Definitely. And I'll kind of give an overview of Unchained as well. So Unchained, in addition to being an educational partner, right, a content kind of creator, as you mentioned, we're also a custodial services partner. And we can dive into that, you know, how would miners want to hold the Bitcoin? And then we layer financial services on top of that. So you can be able to leverage your Bitcoin in a more native fashion, right? So at a high level, you know, for those that perhaps, you know, aren't down as, you know, in deep in the rabbit hole as we are, you know, your Bitcoin doesn't live on your computer, it doesn't live on a server, it lives in the blockchain in the cloud, right? And what, you know, you can think of where it lives as a digital deposit box, right? It's, we call it, you know, it's called an address, it's, we call it a vault, um, but it's a digital deposit box. And you can build a deposit box with a different um, amount of locks and keys that you can need to open up the deposit box, right? So when people have said, oh, I lost Bitcoin in a boating trip, right? It wasn't really that they lost the Bitcoin. It's more of a joke. But when people lose Bitcoin, they lose access to the keys to open up that deposit box, for lack of better terms. So, you know, the way you hold Bitcoin um, can have some trade-offs, right? And the main way that some people hold Bitcoin is either on an exchange, right? If you've heard of Coinbase or Kraken, that's great. Very cool. Um, but when you hold it with them, you do give them your private keys. And it's very similar to holding your dollars in a bank. They're going to go turn around and lend those out. And while dollars can be printed over and over again, you can't make more of Bitcoin, right? It's a finite 21 million units. So it's not the best value prop um, to have it on an exchange, right? And so you can hold Bitcoin if you want, or you can hold your private keys in a physical key like this. This is a hardware device. Super cool. But you can also lose that hardware device. So what we do, what we try to help miners and individuals do is hold their own keys. And we help them build a two out of three digital deposit box, right? Where they can have, you know, they have two keys. You need at least, you need two keys to spend your Bitcoin. But Unchained has that third one to make sure that you're not on an island operationally. So if something happens to one of them, we got your back. If you, have, if you need us to sign on your behalf, on your behalf we got your back. So for miners, right, for management teams, it really helps um, kind of elevate uh, transparency and redundancy in the, your treasury management strategy. And so if you're a miner partnering with an energy company, for example, you know, the energy producer can have a key, the miner can have a key, and you guys have full transparency in where the Bitcoin is going, being deposited into the address, and you guys can coordinate and when you guys do payouts or expenses or whatever that might be. And, you know, we've seen a lot of miners and energy companies really gravitate to that solution because it's, um, you know, it checks the boxes for what they need in order to get some hash rate online. A lot of fun. Yeah, very cool. Man, that's a good overview. You made me think about uh, uh, the Quadriga CX. Thing. Have you seen that uh, that documentary? What's it on? Um, it's on Netflix. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the Canadian exchange back in the day that the, yep. the founder died, uh, yep. in India. There's a good amount yeah. of those horror stories. Yep. 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 Right. That's a, that's a great, uh, uh, a fun, uh, a fun watch, um, yeah, for anyone wanting to, uh, to see some of that, uh, one of those, um, a major one. It was what, what, like 250 million worth of Bitcoin at the time. And um, at the time, right. Imagine what it's worth yeah. right now. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, that was yeah. a fun one. Hey, Mario, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on uh, the podcast and doing this. Where can people go to find out more about yourself, about Vibe, about Unchained? Where do they go? 
Sure. So I'm most active on Twitter, uh, Mario underscore G-U-T-I 713. Got to rep Houston. And then for all things Unchained, um, Unchained.com and for Vibe, um, VibeEnergySystems.com or just hit me up on Twitter. I, I definitely respond to DM. So I'm always happy to chat energy and Bitcoin. Awesome. Thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thank you, brother. See you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please do us a big favor and leave a review in whatever podcast app you listen to or share with someone you think might enjoy this content. Thanks a lot for listening to Rock's Energy.